reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. need the Holy Spirit with us this morning. We pray that may he take his place this morning. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, rest in this place. Teach us to be one with you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, rest in this place. Teach us to be one with you. I yield my heart to you. I yield my heart to you. I yield my heart.
your hands together for the Lord. It is a fantastic day. It is a beautiful day. I'm excited. And we have our sister, Marirami Oklu, to minister to us before the bishop takes the stage. Let's welcome her with a round of applause. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I minister, revive thy work, O Lord. You know, after coming out of a very powerful shepherding conference, I mean, what more can you ask that God should revive your work? He should revitalize it. He should fire it up. He should energize it, you know, so that we can serve him better. And if you believe that you want your work to be revived, sing along and may the words minister to you. Amen.
pray and sing that as you walk with God regularly you must sing this song that Lord revive your works you know that whatever you are doing must be revived again stir it up again otherwise God begins a good work with you and soon it's as if you never walked with God or you never interacted with God's power. So, this morning I pray that he will revive his works. His works of making you great will be revived. That you will be remarkable. One of the meanings of the word great is remarkable. That when you are doing something, when you are sweeping the floor, or when you are arranging chairs, or when you are selling kose, or when you are preaching, or when you are singing, remarkable means that people will make remarks about how you sweep. That if you make chairs and you make a chair, you know, most things in life you see and you pass by. But there are people who do things that make people stop. The anointing God wants to place on your life is that type of anointing. That they will pass by six other shirts. But when they pass by the shirt you have made, they will stop. Very important. They'll come to church. Seven people will play the keyboard. But when you sit behind the keyboard and you play, people will be commenting. Remarkable. Noticeable. And I'm not preaching English dictionary. I'm preaching the words of Christ. 
that you are a city set on a hill which cannot be hidden. Even if we try to hide you, we can't. Because your beauty and your glory is so powerful that we cannot hide you. Can you imagine a woman who is nine months pregnant and you are trying to hide the pregnancy? It happens once a while. A girl did that to me one day. Oh yes, a girl did that to me one day. She swerved me. I could not believe it that me, Pa, had been swerved. <laughs> I was driving through town and somebody called me and said, go to this hospital. This clinic, room 28, you will see something there. Ah, what type of call is this? I went there. He asked me, Do you know Araba Lucy? I, said, I know Araba Lucy. He said, Go to room 28, you will see something there of the hospital. So I was somewhere, I drove uh, to cantonments, room 28. Can you believe it? Araba Lucy had delivered the baby. She was in the house with us in the morning. Oh. She has been with us. Actually, she's pregnant. I don't know how she was dressing. Swerved my wife. Swerved me. But it's rare. So what I've just said is rare. Nine months pregnancy, dear Minya, you will be not. And this is not like a fat, big woman, a, a, a young girl. nine months your greatness will not be like that pregnancy you'll be what noticeable noticeable that's how we say it in Nigeria noticeable in Ghana we say noticeable it is wrong it is wrong it is wrong it is against your divine dignity for you to do something that people see and just pass by and don't make any comments. And it happens because people don't want to put work into what they do. Their minds are not on what they do. The mind is not developed. It's just a low-class mind. So they just get out, just do, you know, and just go, you know, just finish and go. You heard what? When Bishop came, those of you, how many of you were here on Friday evening? Yes. In the middle of the preaching, he stopped and made a comment about the gentleman who projects scriptures. Yes, scriptures. I mean, the church, when we are remarking about some, something, it's, a, it's a, the singer or the keyboardist or the guy playing the drums. Since when did we start commenting on how somebody projects a verse? But there's a type of person. And you are that type of person. What is not even great? When only you, you touch it, it's great. 
receive it this morning that's what the, that is our destiny for this year if you are a student your performance in school should be remarkable a city set on an hill cannot behave if it was that gentleman by that time by this time i've mentioned this verse it's on the screen now but mine will come after five minutes you 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 look at your time you see after five minutes the scripture will come that is if it will come no, i'm preaching no the fact that you are standing does not mean i'm not preaching there's nothing that says that people listening to preaching should sit <laughs> like when you sit down then we are pre- of course ezekiel 33 31 says that they come and they sit down but you can also stand to receive scriptures there are many things you can do standing if you are behind the video camera you can film say that your shots are remarkable it's a spiritual you don't get that from harvard or legon or attc or oic it's a spirit when it is on you it's called the spirit of excellence that which was upon the three or four hebrew boys So I pray that today, after church, when you go home, in school tomorrow, at work, in the office, whatever you are doing, believe God that whatever little thing you are doing is remarkable. I was wearing a shirt on Thursday or so. One of the bishops your shirts you wear are nice pa. yes the person who made it made a remarkable set there's also somebody you come you give the material and say that this side no, put blue here and this side should be should be a little broad and then use this material here for the back you go and come and they have used tapolin it's like the brain has melted in the head and has become like water. You take a measuring tape, you measure somebody's waist and bust and hips. You sew a dress. The person cannot wear it. What is wrong with you? Sorry for, sorry. I don't beat my church members. I, I was a bit angry. You think about it, oh. Say, you take a measuring tape and you measure. Please stand. You measure here. This is, please move your yes this way. You measure. Then you measure the pass and the head from the head to the toe. You make a dress. The person can't wait. And somebody who has not met you sews a dress and just put size twelve. You go and buy it. Zim. You are wearing it. 
Hello. Eye mobowa. Eye moboton. This one the I mentioned the verse so it has come. Are you relaxed? See, I don't want you to be ordinary. Yeah. And I don't think it's a crime for your pastor not to want you to be ordinary because God does not want you to be ordinary. No, 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 no. He said, no man lights a candle and puts it under a bucket. Your destiny is the destiny of greatness. Uh, no, no. It's not a motivation service, motivational service, or I'm not prophesying, or like I'm saying something powerful to motivate you and make you feel. No, that is how you must be. It's like a bird. Its destiny is to fly. When I say you'll be great, I'm not prophesying or making some wild statement. No. It's your destiny. I mean, I'm just telling you that. Make sure it happens. That's all. Just make sure it happens. Make sure that one of these days, when you are sweeping a hall, somebody will remark that you sweep well. I would say he did all things well. All well. Father, we thank you for the blessing of being in church this morning. The little we've Head and will hear today, Lord. Magnify it, enlarge it for a change of destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. You may please be seated and you may turn your Bibles to Genesis. Genesis. Thank you, Jesus. And we are looking at. Um, a friend is saying, no. verse 26. Just read some one or two verses and make some comments. I am sharing with you about the habits of great men. I have given some general principles, some foundational teachings that form, as it were, a silk thread that runs through all the lives of great men. And one of them is their mind, if you want to be great. is a mind that all things work together for great, for good. That if you will be great, be ready to be doing many things. You are a wife, you are a pastor, you are a mother, you are doing outreach, you are doing two businesses. That's how to be great. You cannot do one thing and expect to be great. One thing does not make a person great. If you see anybody who is great, and the example I like to give is two things which move, they move. One is a car. I've seen a Land Cruiser 2016 edition, very new. Uh, no, 14 registration. It moves, it can go to Kumasi and come. A wheelbarrow also moves, but you can't take it to Kumasi and come back. Do you know why? A wheelbarrow has got just two or three things versus the car, which has got one million things 
in one. Working together. So always, the more things you have working together, the better you will be. Any area, businessman, if you're a businessman, you have a shop, Angels of God Enterprise, or Kill My Enemies Limited. You have got Kill My Enemies Limited. I have got Revive Thy Works Enterprise. We are both selling cement. Customers come. Every day you get four. I also get four. The one who, in addition to the shop, goes out to talk to other people to come and buy, even takes the cement to them, sells more. When we were in school, we had uh, first year, uh, Form 1, secondary school. Our math book had uh, something called Store A and Store B. There was a man sitting in Store A, <laughs> another man sitting in Store B, and one was making profits, one was... So there was a guy. The guy in store B was a lanky, tall man. So one of our mates was called store B. He was tall and lanky. So two shops. We are both selling cement. But the one who adds another marketing strategy sells more. Then the one the one who also adds yet another marketing strategy we are in school. All of us are in Kukum Secondary School. Kukum, GSS 3. We are going to write Wasi. We've got good teachers. So they teach us. They te- we are all in the same class. Now, in addition to the teaching, I have gone to get notes from Presec. In addition. You are only using the school teachers who are also good. I'm talking about all things working together. Things. It's a mind. That's how I passed my exams in school. That's how I passed my exams in school. As we were there in the school with the school teacher's notes, I had, I had notes. My biology notes was from Achimota. There was a lady teacher there. Powerful biology. Then chemistry. Pepra. Presec. Then physics. Gok. Laboni. Yeah. Then I had also gone for marking scheme. Wayek marking scheme. There is somebody tampering with the socket at the back there. That person should be careful. Sitting by it or what someone should clear from there. I'm surprised I have to say it through the microphone. So as we are all in the school, I had notes. Laboni notes, Achimota notes. I'm talking to you. I'm teaching you. You may think that, oh, but pastor, you are not, you are not reading verses. Who, who preaching? You know, scriptures in him. I'm preaching to you. So we are all in school. We are at worst. You are just reading the teacher's notes. I have gone to get other notes. Marking schemes. When I read the exam, I'm getting eight A's. You are getting the day for fair fair. D-E-D-E-F-E-F-E-E. The day for fair fair. We're all in the same school. I never use one strategy to study. Never. Then I was having discussions. Many things working together. It comes. Distinction. Bam. So that is a principle I want to share with you. And last week I taught you about the three C's. That if you want to be great, you must count the costs. You must have counselors. And you must also be in a good company. 
Those who want to build a tower will count the costs. Those who are fighting an army of 2,000, 10,000, 20,000, they take advice. Luke 14, 28, 29, 30. You want to be great. You want to conquer an army. No man, no king that warred against another king. What king going to make war against another king? Sitted not down first and consulted a king, but he takes advice. You can tell if somebody is going to be great by the person's readiness to take advice. Sometimes even from somebody way, 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 way down. Yes. Now think of it. In the land, who is the highest person? Is there anybody higher in the land than the king? No. So all the people advising him are below him. But he sits down and consults. Uh, please sit down. Those behind you cannot see. <laughs> but it's good to enjoy the message. Enjoy it. Once in a while, you can sit down. Sometimes you can stand. You can sit down. Yes. But it's also part of the all things that as you are standing, your mind is not just on me, but your mind is also on the people behind you. All things. You can be great. Oh, believe me. Some of you feel too big to take advice from people. Yes. If you, even if you are a singer, you should take advice from somebody who doesn't sing. I'm telling you. But can make an input into your singing that will make it spicy. She has a little gift, a little beauty, a little hips, a little whatever. Nobody can talk to you. You get a job in Echo Bank. No, your pastor can't call you. Echo Bank. Echo Bank. Your pastor can't call you. Then, then, then when you are with JP Morgan, I don't know where, where you sleep. A king consults. That, that is how Naaman the Syrian, he was a general. He had won many wars. By him, the king had wrought many victories. He was a great man. But he was a leper. And left to the great general king alone, stupidity. You won't believe it all. There are people who are great, but stupid. And see, they use a logic for their lives. That is the logic of monkeys. The logic of monkeys. Kings do that. Doctors, lawyers. He's a lawyer, but his mind is a monkey mind. I'm telling you. You won't believe it. He's called Dr. Seth, but his mind is a silly mind. Because we are all human beings. Nobody is the repository of all wisdom. So Naaman the general. Do you know who a general is? Do you know how to win a war? The strategist for winning a war? Naaman had won many wars. But in the matter of his leprosy, he was an idiot. But his greatness also lay in the fact that he could take advice. Even advice from a servant. <laughs> Some of you are, you are great, but your leprosy is still on your skin. 
Because you can't take advice from anybody below you. The prophet said, go and dip in the Jordan. He was bored. A general like me, I should go and dip in the Jordan. Are there not better rivers in Syria? Abana and Fapa. Most nicely centered river. This Jordan people are poo-pooing in the Jordan. Wooing in the Jordan. I should go and dip in it. He packed his things. Let's go. No, these pastors talk by heart. I should go and dip in the Jordan. What do you take me for? But as he was going, the servant called and said, Sir, you have come, you have, you have been traveling for three months. Oh. <laughs> yeah, three months you have come here. I mean, why won't you even try it? So as you say, oh, you came and you tried it. But you mean we are going to go back three months' journey? Many minutes will it take to just dip in the Jordan and come up? You go and dip, and if it doesn't work, at least we tried. But to go back, bad dear officer, I beg you, and you're bright. The man was, he said, What I should do? What? Sir, his hands were shaking, his lips were shaking. I'm, I'm just saying that we have suffered to come here. Can you please, please, even for me? I'm nobody, but please go and dip seven times. Okay. Get me a towel. Then he went in the Jordan. One, two, three, four. He looked at his skin. Still leprosy. Then he looked at the seven and said, you, when I come out of this water. <laughs> When I come out of this water, five, Bismillah, Rahman, six. Look, he said, he said, that fool in the room. What did he say? How many times? Seven. And I've done how many? Six. Look at me. The leprosy is still there. Say, just the last one. I beg you, say, shut up. I don't want to advise me. Nonsense. Wow. What king? Going to war against another king. Sitted not down first and consulted. Today, I just for some five minutes want to talk about. I'm now going to start talking about great men. And the first person is Isaac. Isaac. Something made him great. Now, now, the, the reason I'm sharing about great men in the Bible, I'll talk maybe about David, some great women, and so on, is that if they could be great, you can also be great. Uh, because in God's kingdom, we say, Obian Yobia. There's no special person in God's kingdom. We make ourselves special. That's why we can say that if Isaac was envied by his enemies, what he did to be envied by his enemies, 
I can also do it and be envied by my enemies. And it works all the time. Why? The reason is that Isaac is nobody. He became great by doing something. And if you do what he did, you will also be great. And the scriptural basis is that God is no respecter of persons. I'm telling you, you must believe, God is no respecter of persons. The Bible says in the book of Acts, Acts, turn your Bible to Acts, in, in Nigeria, in South Africa, we say Acts, Acts. Ask it about, do you know Acts? <laughs> Chapter 10, verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth. This time he opened his mouth and spoke. But in your case, people will open their mouths because of shock. May something about you cause the jaws of people to fall to the ground. Receive a mouth opening Greatness, order of greatness. A jaw dropping order of greatness. Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive. Look, this verse must be deep in your heart that God may be, you don't know, but today learn it. Not the president, not the MP. Human beings respect persons because we have to respect persons. There are some people when we see, we bow. But God does not respect anybody. When you see God making somebody great, the person did something. It's not because God respects Mr. Edu and does not respect Mr. Osei. God does not respect anybody. Get it into your heart. Because sometimes as you walk about in life, you go to this church, you go to that church, you see differences and say, wow, God loves this man and does not love this church. God likes this person. And does not like this person. Yes, God can like this person and not like this person. But in the beginning, God did not like all of them. But the one he likes now did something. God is no... You see, we cannot advance from here. If you don't get this principle. We cannot. Because if you like... Watch it. When you live here, the service, you are going to meet people whose greatness will baffle you, whose exploits will amaze you, whose achievements will humble you. And your temptation will be to say that this man is special, but this one who is struggling, God doesn't like him. So Peter's remark said, I perceive that God 
does not respect anybody. No, I don't know how to try to remove my shirt and say it. Nobody, believe me, nobody, no pastor, no bishop, no archbishop, no engineer, no lawyer, nobody is special to God. He does not respect anybody. God is no respecter of persons. You sell iron rods in store A, I sell iron rods in store B. God is no respecter of persons. So what accounts for others being great? The next verse. But in every nation, he, there is always a he, ready to pay the price, ready to walk a certain way. He that feareth him. Did you know that not everybody fears God? There's a malam somewhere says, Baba, fear God. You'll be surprised you can see, but there's no fear of God in him. You can call yourself Mama, fear God. Not everybody fears God. People get up the way they talk. I told their wife two days ago, I said, fear God in the marriage. Fear God in the marriage. Yeah. When you open your mouth, you are about to be root your husband. Something should check your heart. Yes. And I think this week, last week was a marriage counseling week for me. As I was doing the conference, I was also counseling. One wife came and said, my husband raised his voice at me in public. I asked the husband, will you raise your voice again? He said, no. Will you raise your voice at your wife again? Are you a fool? Are you a fool? When you even mistakenly raise your voice at your wife in public, even when you turn, something should smite you. You shouldn't travel from Brekum to Accra for me to tell you that you are being foolish. Fearing God is not just about not stealing offerings or just paying your tithe. How you treat your neighbor, if there's fear of God in you, like David, he just cut the hem of Saul's garment. He just cut it small, even to show him that he had the chance to drive a knife into him and didn't do it. When he cut it, when he treated his neighbor in a certain way, because when you, a king, when the king gets up and is going, his robe, they have cut part of it. Does it look nice? Like me, as I'm here, like my front is very nice. Then as I'm going, my, my buttocks has been cut. Is it nice? So, so you may think you have not put a knife in his chest, but cutting his garment is also as disgraceful. You might as well have killed him. And as soon as David cut the garment, Bible says his heart smote him. He feared God. Do you fear God as you are going to marry? Are you entering the marriage with the fear? So because you don't fear God, you will not have a great marriage. In every nation, the he, there is somebody called he. There's always one person among the million. He. There are always hundred people among the hundred thousand. He that feareth God and worketh righteousness. That is, that's what is right. Most people don't do what is right. If he's a driver, he will not do what is right. If he's a pastor, he won't do what is right. If he's a carpenter, he won't do what is right. Righteousness is just, is, is not, not smoking. No. Or not fornicating. Righteousness, doing what is right. If you are a seamstress, do what is right. <laughs> yeah. Make the dress to fit my hips. A lot of, sim- look, if you sew, and somebody comes to make a dress and retains the dress for refitting, it means you are bogus. If you are a carpenter and you make a door, and we have to call you again to come and adjust the hinges, it means you are bogus. In every nation, two things. He that feared God. So, so, you, so you ask yourself, ah, but why is, we are, we are all pastors in the same church buildings. Why is your church growing 
and this one, your church is not growing. The one whose church is growing is doing righteousness. Is working righteousness. He is doing what is right. And I'm sure you know, I've trained you by now to know that when you say do what is right, we mean all the things you must do. Not seven out of ten. Not nine out of eleven. Not nine out of ten. He that worketh righteousness. If you are a wife, you work righteousness by doing the six things that are needed to be a good wife. No, I'm, even if I don't get to talk about Isaac today, I've, I've preached. I've preached. If only you go with this in your heart, that God does not respect anybody. You can't believe it. You can't believe it. You saw what he did to David when he went to sleep with Bathsheba. You won't believe that a God who is a lover of a man can turn around and slap him. He, 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 we, are, we are nothing. It's titles we are using to make ourselves great. Bishop and lawyer and architect and master and missus. Some of you, because you are married, you think you are, you, you are more special than the one who is not married. God doesn't respect anybody. But in every nation, a few become great. And who are the few? Those who fear God and are prepared to work righteousness. Righteousness. When you wake up and you are reading your Bible, having your quiet time, it is part of your righteousness. It is right. Paul calls it your reasonable service in Romans 12. Your reasonable It is right to read your Bible. It's part of your righteousness. Not just abstaining from fornication or stopping with your Lebanese boyfriend. Coming to church is part of your righteousness. It makes, I've been in church for 32 years. It has made me great. But you, we have to bribe you with fried rice before you come to church. We must come home to iron your shirt because, before you come today because you are basically not a normal person. You are, you are very close to an animal. So you cannot even tell that this place, I mean, if you are a member of this church, you belong to this family and you can't see that you are in a great place, then you are not meant to do well in life. Perhaps there's a curse on your life. And there are people here who cannot even see that they're in a great place. Like Jacob, he said, God was here and I didn't even know it. You must see angels ascending and descending before you see that God is here. How many of us see angels? But there should be signs where you are. That where I am, there's something, there's some oil in a bowl sitting there. There's some oil there. But you can't see. Some of you sitting here, two of you here, have already planned that next week you're not coming to church. <laughs> and it's true. You're not coming next week. You prepare to go and roam with area boys, people without any future, people without. I mean, where will you get such wisdom being distilled per, per, per second in your soul? Where? But you prefer to go and roam with your friends. I'm preaching. In every nation, when you find a few great people, it's not that God respected them and made them great, but they were prepared to fear God. And to do what is right in the marriage. To do what is right as a pastor. To do what is right as a husband. To do what is right as a wife. To do what is right as a son. To do what is right as a carpenter. To do what is right as a mason. 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 Kamayanda, Boshaka, Payanda. You will be great. You will be great. 
My time is up. You have to respect time. It's part of your greeting. I have preached. The fact that I said I was going to talk about Isaac and I did not talk about Isaac doesn't mean I didn't preach. The first thing you learn about Isaac is that in Genesis 26, he was in a country where there was famine. A famine. Everybody was traveling. And he packed his bags to travel. There was a famine in the land, verse 1 of Genesis 26. Even beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And the Lord, verse 2, appeared to him and said, Go not down to Egypt. Do not go to Egypt. You jump to verse 6. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Isaac did not go. The first thing you see about Isaac's greatness was that he was obedient to God. Obedience. Obedience. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be great in Jesus. Think about it. There's a famine. No, there's no food, no money, no job. And we are all going to London. Everybody is going. And God is happy with everybody going. Only me. When I pack my things, he says, don't go. Be very careful when you just follow people without knowing the will of God for your life. God said, do not go. Don't go down. God never said this to anybody. He didn't say it to Nathan. He didn't say it to Jacob. He, didn't say, he, he said it only to who? Isaac. Yeshak. Because for Isaac, for everybody, see, 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 when somebody is doing something that God hasn't told you to do, it does not mean that that person, what the person is doing is wrong. It is right for him. But you, it's not his will for you. Everybody is going to Egypt because that is where their jobs are. That's where the food is. Remember, even in Joseph's time, Jacob and the, uh, the kids, they went to Egypt. But for Isaac alone, going to Egypt meant going down in life. God said in verse 2, Go not down. 26 verse 2. Go not down into Egypt. This is not just geographic. <laughs> that when you go to Egypt, you are going down in life. Even though for everybody else, it's an upward movement. But for you, doing this is going down. And he obeyed. Today, as we part... I just felt I should just throw this in. That fear God. You see, your life as you live, some of you are very rich. Some of you are very educated. Some of you are very okay. Everything a man needs to live. What does a man need to live? A few things, a car, a house, a wife, children who are correct. You have them have them. There's nothing more you need. But please listen as we close. Don't take out the God factor. Isaac's greatness was that he respected God. He feared God. Very important. He was prepared to honor God. That if God says it, I'll do it. Everybody is going to Egypt. I don't know why when it came to me, he said I shouldn't go. I'll stay. When I finished medical school, all my friends, I was in a group of, I had a great family of friends. They all went to America. 
it was God's will for them. They prospered there. As soon as I was about to go, he said, stay. But over the years, um, God has blessed me. For security reasons. Don't look at my car to judge me. It's an old car. If you, if you look at the car, you have a good impression of me. Obey God. You see, God came to Isaac. said, Isaac, it, it must have been a very direct interaction. But for most of us, including me, no, you won't, God won't come into your bedroom. We have his word. Let it speak to you. Factor God into the equation of your life. When his word says, go to church, neglecting, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together. Ask the manner of Samis. On Sunday, you wake up, you have your bath, you are going to church. You don't feel like, like our brother, where is he? Yes, he didn't feel like coming to church. But obedience to God, the fear of God, brought him to church. Normally, a man has to find his wife. Like I'm looking for a wife to marry. I see this one. No, the style of her hair is like she's carrying a chamber pot. I don't like this one. Aha, uh-huh, this one, like the one with low cut and so on. Yes, this, yes, exactly. And also the screen is naha, 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 naha. Yes, nomi, 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 nomi. Yes, this is the one. This is the one. Every man chooses the wife he wants to marry. Minya, didn't you choose your wife? But when it came to Isaac, his father sent a servant to go and look for a wife. When the wife came, he said, if my father, says, honor your father and your mother. If my father in his wisdom feels that this is the woman I should marry, I am marrying her. If it were you, he said, no, 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 no. no. My vision, the, my wife, the buttocks must be big. This one is, is medium. I don't, I'm not into medium things. <laughs> Foolish boy. As we depart today, remember, fear God. Fear God. When the boy is about to put his hand into your brazier, there should be a fear of God in you. Sit down. Tell your neighbor, fear God. So, so you see that somebody has gone to Legon. Or from Legon, he went to Manchester. I was going to say Manchester United. Manchester University. <laughs> so, because of Legon and Manchester, he did accounting, ACCA, did some finance, MBA, and is now at the top of uh, a World Bank. Wow! So if I also go to Legon and go to Manchester University and go to World Bank, I'll be great. Yeah, but behind that man's Legon and Manchester is a fear of God you don't know about. You only saw the school you attended. But behind it is a fear of God. Yes. <laughs> fear God, though. When you're about to use your tithes to buy earrings, fear God. Obey him. I said, all of us here, rarely will God appear to you and say, you, Ethel, don't go to Egypt. It's rare. But we have this. We have a sweat. You have your conscience. Follow it. And you'll be great.
Stand to your feet and let's pass. Close your eyes and let's close. Father, we thank you. Lift your hands and ask the Lord to help you, to touch your heart, to fear him, to obey him. Mokasa, Gazuleba, Bregusa, Penkeledos, Riminakosa, Beledusime, Katonima, Kambrekeseki, Romande, Siman, Dolema, Molekasa, Kaba. The greatness of Isaac. The greatness of Isaac. He feared God. Even when it did not make sense, he feared God. He feared God. His heart pricked him. His conscience smote him. He feared God. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Every eye closed. Somebody here wants to dedicate his life to Christ. If you are here, you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Christ. Wherever you are, you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, you want to be born again. Please lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Every eye closed. Yes, just lift your hand. Fear God and surrender your life to him. Lift your hand high. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift your hand. If your hand is up, come to me here. Come. Leave your seat and come. Makazuda, Zoma Andeleba, Boremega, Angaluda Ba, Azem Belude, Belundeka, Lebedezebe, Kuntiriba Saba, Remedebe. Fear God! God! is no respecter of persons but in every nation he that fears God and works righteousness is accepted of him close your eyes and lift up your two hands yes say after me heavenly father I thank you for today I realize I'm far from you I realize I am a sinner please receive me Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I'm starting a new life. I'm not going back to my vomit. I'm staying with you. Lord, have mercy on me. I thank you, Lord. I'm born again. I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. Everything is new. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.